Hey there, I'm Erica Allen. I'm one of the pastors of Horizon Church, and I am so glad you are joining us this morning where we are going to ask a question about a word that you're probably hearing a lot of right now. We're going to ask a question about freedom. In a world where so many of us are longing to spend our moments, our time, our days focusing on things that really matter, most of us, most of us would say we're not free. We're not free to actually invest in and care about the things that matter. We spend our days living into the things that tie us down and drain us from the joy and peace of life. And so this morning, I want to ask this question. If you were set free, if God said right now you are set free, what would you want to be set free from and what would you want to be set free for? What would you want to be set free from and what would you want to be set free for? I want, to, I want you to hear these words in Galatians, Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. In case you were wondering if, if God has really come to set you free, I want you to hear this wor these words. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. That's what God has done for you. You were made to be free. But do not use your freedom. This is, this is what you need to use your freedom for. Do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Do not use it for the things of this world. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the whole law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. The chapter starts, the chapter starts this way. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. You were created to be free. You were created for freedom. But so many of us, so many of us are living with this idea of freedom that we get from our culture, that we're not living the free lives that God has made us for. So many of us are living our lives like this. I want you to, to pay attention right back here. For those of you just listening along, I'm, I'm going to do the best I can to explain it. But for those of you watching along, I want you to pay attention right here. Our idea of freedom in our culture right now today is that we are over here. Me, you, I, the individual is over here free from anything else. Free from anything else. The idea of our culture is we want to be completely free, completely individual, and completely apart from anything else in the world. That means that God is over here far away from us. We are free from anything that God wants for us or wants us to do. We are free from nature. Storms in life, they don't matter. The floods, we don't want them to bother us. The windy days that, that knock us off course, we don't have time for that. The nature, the natural things in the world, we want to be free from that. We don't want that bothering us. And then this one, guys, we want to be free from other people we want to be free from community. We are over here all by ourselves. I, I just want to show you four problems with living our lives like this. Four problems with living our lives like this. When we are over here, we don't care anything about justice for other people in our community. Justice does not matter. 
when we live our lives like this, justice doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if someone is marginalized or oppressed. It doesn't matter if someone's life experience has been one that, that's only been about violence and oppression. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that there are hungry people. It doesn't matter that there are, there are sick and lonely people. That doesn't matter because the only thing that matters is me when we live our lives completely separate from this. It doesn't matter if I throw my trash on the ground or in the sea. It doesn't matter if we run fertilizer out into Tampa Bay. Those things don't matter anymore because the only thing that matters is me. It doesn't matter what God wants for me or for my life. That doesn't matter anymore. Justice doesn't matter when we live our lives like this. Love is transactional when we live our lives in this idea of freedom. Love is transactional. So the only reason I'm going to love anybody in my community is what I can get out of it. The only reason that I spend time in nature is because of what I can get out of it. The only reason that I'm going to go to church or spend any time with God is because of what I'll be fed, what I will get out of it. When we live our lives with this notion of freedom, love becomes transactional. But I want to tell you the most dangerous part of love being transactional like this. If you are living your life loving others in a transactional way, that means they love you in a transactional way. And so the only thing that matters is what we can give, what we can get from other people, not what we can give and that will leave you empty people only care about what they will get from you what they what they will get from you you only care what you will get from other people and we wind up living our lives pretty empty when love is transactional when we leave free live our lives free in this way the third thing that happens the third thing that happens, so justice doesn't matter this way love is transactional in this way and our purpose our purpose and our identity, it doesn't, it doesn't matter either. Our purpose doesn't matter when we live our lives like this. Because what in the world were you created to do if it wasn't to help out the community? What in the world were you created to do if it's not pay attention to the natural world around you and figure out in what ways you can be a part of its goodness that God created the world with? And what in the world would you need God for? What in the world would you need God for when you live your life free like this? Guys, I, I want you to hear this. Christ came to set us free. Paul says this, Christ came to set us free because at the end of the day, this life isn't free. Living freedom this way isn't free because when justice doesn't matter, you're going to be empty and broken and there's no way to heal it. When, when love is transactional, you're empty and broken and there's no way to heal it. When purpose doesn't matter, you're empty and broken and there's no way to make your life matter anymore. Christ came. Christ came that this is not our idea of freedom, but instead that we are connected. We are connected through Christ in freedom. We are connected for freedom. When we start to live our lives free the way Christ wants us to live it, suddenly justice does matter. 
Justice matters this way because you are tied to the community. You are tied to nature. And most of all, because of the freedom that Christ has given you, you are tied to a God who believes your life matters and the life of the people around you matters. Suddenly, justice matters. And you can become passionate and excited and enthusiastic about it mattering because your life matters. Because the lives of people around you matters. Suddenly, justice matters because Christ has set us free from a notion that we have to do it all on our own. You are called to be free through Christ. Suddenly, love isn't transactional. It's transformational. Love is transformational. It changes everything about the way we live our lives. Suddenly, the community, the community's love for you begins to change who you are at the very core. Your experience of love and goodness in the nature around you begins to restore you and make you new. Suddenly, God's love for you heals you. It fills you up. It takes those broken pieces of your life that we were talking about earlier. It takes that emptiness and it fills you up with goodness. And look who made a way. Look who made a way for us to experience the freedom that God has for us. Jesus Christ, you were called, you were made to be free. And finally, you have purpose. You have purpose because of the freedom that Jesus Christ set you free for. The, the, the main thing that mattered to Jesus was that, that, that we were serving and building this community life, that we were loving one another, right? You have a purpose. There is some story and experience in your life that no one else has experienced. And God has created you, freed you up to live that story out so that other people in the community may know justice and love and purpose. And if you aren't living into it, then everything else here messes up too. You are set free to help others know their purpose because of what Jesus has done to free you up. You are set free from, from, from the things of nature. When storms hit, when the circumstances of life hit, when the natural and broken things of the world hit your life, and they will, you are free from that and you are connected freely to Jesus Christ. Suddenly, the flood doesn't, it, it, it matters, it affects your life, but it does, it's not the end of the story because Christ has set you free from something bigger. And Christ has set you free to experience your purpose in and through God. God had a purpose for your life before you were even born. And Christ has set you free to experience and know the fullness of that purpose. You have been called, you have been made to be set free is what Galatians tells us. This is what Paul tells a brand new church of people. All these people are gathered and they're like, we want to be freed up for the things that matter. And he says, well, then, then it's really important that you understand that Christ has set you free. The, the Greek word for this freedom is eleutheria. It's translated into our language, into in, the English language, most closely to liberty, which many of us are hearing about right now. We think that means set us free for me, our individual selves. But liberty means you are set free from oppression within a community. That means that when things fall apart, you have a community net here that's going to catch you. When you experience emptiness and brokenness, you don't fall all the way down here by yourself. You are caught by a net of grace and love. 
Christ has made that possible for us. You have been set free to experience the goodness of God in you have been set free to experience the goodness of God, the goodness that God created in nature, and the goodness of community. You've been set free from all of the things that help us experience, that, that make us experience the brokenness. You've been set free for healing and new life. You have been set free through Jesus. This morning I wanted to share some powerful story of, of how someone else experienced that. But I have to tell you, I'm the person who's experienced freedom, a powerful experience of freedom through Jesus Christ. I was living my life as a teenager with this idea of freedom without Jesus involved. I was living my life about me. I was a, a young 22-year-old. I, I had this dream for my life to pursue a Ph.D. in education, and I was going to lead educational programs and I, I'm teaching 25 students a day at this, at this moment in my life. And I didn't, I, I, I was so tied to this dream of what I wanted next that I couldn't pay attention and be free in what was right in front of me at the moment. I had 27 kids to educate and teach. But they lived in poverty. Most of their parents, um, most of them were raised by single parents, and moms had three jobs. There, were, there was drug addiction and, and, and incarceration and all these, like, just really heavy stories involved in these kids' lives. And, and in that moment of teaching them, I, I can remember the moment that I didn't feel very set free. I didn't feel very set free to love them and to teach them. I felt like they were a problem in me getting to where I needed to be. I was living my life like that too, if I'm honest. I was in relationships with people where all I cared about was what I could get from them. Love was very transactional for me in this point in my life. It was only about what I could get from people. And unfortunately, I found myself in relationships with people who were only interested in what I could give. It left me empty and broken. I had zero purpose. I felt empty and broken. I, I didn't care about the community. I, didn't, I was just hard pressed to figure out how to care about other people in the world and I had lost all sense of purpose or what I was created for. And I remember one Sunday morning being face down in, in the apartment, in my apartment in North Carolina, just laying on the floor and I heard my cell phone ring and it was my mama. I had spent years running from the goodness she would tell me about myself. I had spent years running from what it is. She said, Eric, I think you're created to be a teacher. And she would tell me how awesome it was to hear about the things I was doing with these 22 kids that I had every single day in school. And, and I would tell her what a problem they were, and she would tell me what a gift it was. If I could just be free to experience the gift of being able to teach these kids in my life. And I remember being face down on my apartment floor, just wanting the emptiness and the brokenness and the pain in my life to end as my phone rang and it was my mama. And she said, I've been praying for you this morning and I don't know why, but God has asked me to say to you, get up and live your life free. I said, how did you know I was laying on the floor? And she said, I didn't. Do I need to come get you? <laughs> like, don't tell your mama that you're having that kind of moment. It scares her. Um, 
But, but she said, Erica, I don't know. I don't know what you're going through, but I feel like God has said, get up and live your life free. I have no idea why I did this, but I got up that morning. I brushed from that floor. I, I brushed my hair. I brushed my teeth. I put on a dress, and I walked across the street from my apartment to this little white, old, wooden church in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. I, I stood in the parking lot looking up at this old, white, wooden church, literally asking God, why in the world am I here? This is not where a broken and empty 22-year-old wants to stand. I do not want to stand in a parking lot looking at an old church. Why am I here, God? And at that moment, a 72-year-old woman with bright white hair and these gentle, wrinkled hands came up to me. She took my hands, she placed them in hers, and she held them right in front of her face, and she looked me in the eye, and she said, I am so glad you are here. I am so glad you are here. I was nervous and shaken. I had no idea why I was there. And she looked at me and she said, why don't we go inside together? Why don't I sit with you this morning? And she took me by the hand and she walked me up those brick steps into that old white wooden church. And we sat down on an old hard wooden pew with a lot of other people who had the same color hair and the same wrinkled hands as her. And I continued to ask myself, why am I here, God? Why am I here? And this gentleman who was about the same age as this nice woman sitting beside me stood up and he, he started the service and he said, I, I need to tell you all about my favorite ministry in the whole world. We just did it yesterday. It's called One Day with God. At this moment, the woman sitting beside me has leaned over and she whispers into my ear, that's my husband, she says. He was a warden at the local jail for 35 years. He retired a few years ago and now, now he has a ministry where he sets those men free. He starts telling about this ministry of one day with God. These trained professionals partner up with folks in the church and they, the two of them, a trained counselor and a person from the church, mentor these men who are dads in, in jail. They go and they, they spend time with them for six months and they prepare them for a program called One Day with God. This same two people that are paired with the dad also are paired with their children and they meet with them and they talk to him about forgiveness and reconciliation. They talk to him about what their dream dad would look like. What would it look like for your dad to be home? What is it that you need from your dad? And then one day, the jail would open up its visiting room and these two people would sit with a dad who's incarcerated on one side and their children on the other, and they would do crafts and play games and begin to forge this relationship where these men and children could be free to live lives of forgiveness and love and justice again. He, he explains this as tears roll down his face. You can feel the healing power of God as he shares this story. And as he shares this story, I began to cry too because I realized this, this is the life Jesus has set us free for. 
Jesus has set us free to encounter his free and radical love of grace in our lives. Jesus has freed us up to invite other people in to experience that love and freedom. To grab them by the hands and say, I'm so glad you are on this earth. Let me take you. Let me, let me help you to know about the radical and free love of Jesus that will set you free. That emptiness and brokenness that you feel chasing after freedom, it's not going to last. Let me show you what it looks like. And then you are freed up to help others know about that freedom. Justice suddenly will matter in a way that changes everything. Love begins to transform a hard prison warden into becoming a man who works for freedom and peace and justice in the world. Purpose comes alive because that's what Jesus has freed us up for, to live out our purpose. Right now, in this very moment, you can choose to live your life free for yourself, or you can say, Jesus, you called me to be free, and I am completely and totally yours so I can experience your freedom. And then, after you pray that prayer, say, God, God, can you use me to help others be free too? You are going to have the opportunity this week this moment right now, you can say, God, I'm ready to live my life free. What are the things that you need to be freed from? What are the things that are tying you down, robbing you from the joy and peace in your life? And how, how can freedom in Christ set you free for a life where justice matters, where love transforms everything, and where you have a deep and abiding purpose? Right now, this very moment, Bow your head and pray with me and pray that God will free you up through Jesus to live a life where justice matters, where love transforms everything, and where you are living into the deep and abiding purpose that God has for you. You, my dear brothers and sisters, were called to be free. Don't waste it. Will you pray with me? God, I thank you for every single person that is listening to this right now. I pray that they will let the words that you have, have made them to be free, that, that that will just wash over them and that all of the things that have tied them down and kept them from experiencing the free joy and peace you have for their lives, they'll hand that over to Jesus who has set us free, who has connected us to a life with you and with others. We love you. Thank you for setting us free through Jesus and help us to spread your good news, shine your light and ignite your change about the freedom you offer to those around us. We love you and we thank you for loving us. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. Live a life that is free. Thank you so much for joining us. Live a life that is free in Christ. Amen.